Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview that would be myself would be one of the Reformed Christians here dissenting. And also, I'm joined by my brother, Jacob Johnson, who is joining Hello. us from Pennsylvania, and um, we are the Reformed Dissenters crew squad. Are we a squad? No, squad. I, think, yeah, I think we're a sure. crew. I like crew. Crew is better yeah, than squad. Crew, yeah, crew is better. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but crew sounds better than squad. Yeah, we're the crew uh, from the Reformed Dissenters. And um, thank you so much for watching us or listening to us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. That's our show's website. If you want to find us on platforms that don't censor us like YouTube does. By the way, they deleted one of our episodes already. There's more coming, I'm sure. So follow us on platforms that, you know, actually care about the Constitution and care about our First Amendment right to free speech. Uh, follow us on Rumble, Gab TV. Follow us on Gab, on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Uh, look at uh, at TRD Show. We're all over the place. Check us out. We're going to be joining Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram shortly. So, you know, if you have people who have yet to get off of those ridiculous platforms, they can follow us there. Uh, we're doing it uh, very begrudgingly. You'll notice it's been almost a year since we started this show, and we haven't joined them yet. So, they're, uh, we're joining them kicking and screaming, and we're not happy about it. <laughs> Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And, you know, Jake, I have to tell you something. Um, you know, sometimes I'll be listening to a show, and I'm like, oh, cool, I want to tune in tomorrow. But I forget to tune into the show the next day to hear what they're talking about. You know, sometimes we have such busy schedules, and it's really hard to know where, you know, what episodes are coming out, what is the episode about. I just, I don't know. So, you know... Sometimes I'll do this thing called a newsletter for another show <laughs> and I'll sign up for their newsletter so I know when a new episode's coming out because I, I don't know about you, but I use email a lot and I have mm. email on my phone. So I know you don't use a phone, but you know, a lot of people do. And so when we get, you know, a notification from an email app that, oh, look at that, a newsletter and a, a show just put out an episode. It's like, sweet, let me listen to that while I'm working or while I'm mowing the lawn or whatever. You can just click that right there and it delivered right to your phone. Wouldn't that be nice if, like, the reformed yeah. dissenters had something? It would like be. That? It would be. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got great news for you. We do. Um, go to trdshow.net/newsletter. trdshow.net/newsletter, and um, we've actually got our mom helping us put together a fantastic newsletter for you. Three times a week, this newsletter gets sent out. She puts a lot of work and effort into this, so. We really want to thank her here. Um, and uh, we would love for all of you listening to us today to join that newsletter and, you know, hear about our content when it's coming out. And um, we also put some extra goodies in there for you. So definitely check that out. Go to trdshow.net slash newsletter and sign up for our newsletter. Um, so today is Current Events Monday. We've got a lot to break down. Very exciting stuff. I know from my end it's exciting. I don't know about you, Jake, but... I got some exciting stuff. Super exciting. Super, Super exciting. exciting on my end. That's awesome. Um, a lot of positive stuff happening, so we like to highlight that here on the Reformed Dissenters. But before we get into that, we have to talk about the verse of this week. And we have a brand new verse this week. It's Romans chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. And it says, Christ was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. And again, that was Romans chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. Now, 
For this bit, I, I, I want to highlight this last phrase right now, today, because I don't think, you know, this gets highlighted enough in the Christian community. I think oftentimes we build our theology on the first part, which is wonderful and Absolutely, as 2 Timothy says, all of Scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, right? For reproof, for instruction. So, obviously, all of this verse is profitable for teaching and instruction. However, this last bit is something that we like to gloss over as Christians because, let's face it, a lot of Christians these days don't like to get involved. We don't like to be the ones going out in culture and transforming it. We don't like to be the ones responsible for that. And if we're being honest, we aren't. God is through us, working through us, but we don't like to think about our involvement in society. And so I think this last part of this verse is vitally important. You know, it it says, um, through whom we have received grace, talking about Christ, through whom we have received grace and apostleship. And then this next part, this next part is so powerful to bring about. What is it that we're supposed to be bringing about here on earth? What is it that we're supposed to be doing? Why do we have all of this. Why is Christ declared the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection? Why is all of this magnificent truth? Why is all of this there? Why are we learning about it? Why does it matter? Here's why it matters. So that we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Bring about obedience of faith among all the nations. And who do we do this for? Do we do it for our own good? Do it? Do, do we do it because we want to be free people living um, as free people? If that's our motivation, we're already, we've lost. We've already given up. If our motivation is selfish, if our motivation is just us, we want to be free people, then just quit now because you will lose. Your motivation has to be for, notice this last part, for the sake of his name, for the sake of Christ the king. That's our motivation. Our motivation can't just be for family values. Oh, I just want to live a nice, happy life. I don't want the civil government to be you know, involved in my life. Oh, I just want to get back to the way things were. Just get back to tradition. No, no, that cannot be our motivation as Christians. If that's our motivation, we've already lost. It has to be for the sake of Christ's name, the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Um, Jake, anything you'd like to add to that? No, no, not really. Very well said. Very well put. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you know, with that, um, let's get into current events. You know, what, what, what you got for us today? Well, alrighty. Here is a very exciting piece of news. Woohoo! And this headline uh, is about, and let me actually, let me just read it out here. And it says, Supreme Court sides with football coach who sought yes. to play on the field after games. That is so awesome. So let me quickly get into what happened, right? And, and everything surrounding this is talking about um, our free exercise of our religion and talking about basically a lot of the First Amendment. And actually, all of the rights and the stuff that I will be talking about this can all be found in the First Amendment. And But... What happened directly here in this case is a football, a high school football coach prayed, or had been praying after every single game by himself. Now, while he was doing this, multiple other of the, of the, um, the kids on the team decided to join in and pray with him. 
Hmm. Now, he wasn't forcing them to. He wasn't yeah. telling them they had to. They could they could leave. They could go back to the locker, change, whatever they needed to do. But they decided to come over and pray with him. How um, horrible. That's just, that's evil. Right, Those kids right. should be arrested. <laughs> and But then what happened was a coach from another team saw this. And, and it wasn't even that this coach, like, berated him for it. The coach actually applauded him for doing it. Wow. The coach actually said, wow, I really like what you're doing. This is, this is really great. And he, he, posted, he posted something about it saying this is really great and I wish more people would do it. Um, but that caused the school to take notice of it. Oh, my goodness. And so the school told him to stop praying with the children. Wow. Let me ask you this before you go further. Is this a government indoctrination camp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a high school. All right. Yep. That's all I needed. Thanks. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but so he, instead, he didn't allow the children to join in prayer with him, but mm. he continued to pray by himself. To which the uh, school responded with suspending him and then firing him. Wow. Just for going out on the field and praying. Mm-hmm. Literally not, mm-hmm. not going door to door. Not demanding that you submit to the Lordship of Christ, just yeah. going out and praying. That right. is insane. You know, Doug Wilson, I think it's Doug Wilson, says all the time that worship is warfare. I can't mm-hmm. think of a better example of that. Like, who would get so irate and, and just like foaming at the mouth because of someone going out on the field and silently praying? Can you imagine if, if a Muslim yeah. had done the same thing? If, like, a Muslim had gone out on the field, had kneeled, yeah. brought a mat, that's, kneeled down. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of the argument is that if this were anybody else other than a Christian, yep. it would um, it would go very differently. Yeah. And the, the ruling for this in the Supreme Court, now, keep in mind, up until the, he gets to the Supreme Court, he lost five cases. Five. Lost. Wow. But when he got to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court ruled six to three in favor of the coach. That's awesome. And and let me quickly explain the reasoning why he won. Um, and this, in order to do that, I want to first explain the free exercise clause and the establishment clause, which hmm. can both be found in the First Amendment. Wow. And there's a lot of the in there, free huh? exercise. What is that? <laughs> there's a lot in there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a tons of rights found oh, in yeah. the First Amendment. But the, the free exercise clause is that every person has a right to exercise their religion. The establishment clause is saying that Congress will not establish a religion for the state. And let me actually read out specifically what the First Amendment of the Constitution says. And it reads... Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Mm. And in, through this course of what happened, the, the school, when they fired him, they, they violated three of his rights, which can be found in this article alone. Wow. And that is first, discrimination for his religious beliefs. Mm. All right, that one's quite obvious. Two, 
his free exercise to 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 uh, do his religion to pray, <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. And third, his freedom of speech. Mm. He was yep. not allowed to speak against the school for telling him to stop. Otherwise, uh, he would be fired. Wow. Now, as I quickly wrap up, right? Those are the three reasons he won. And that was blatantly obvious to the judges on the Supreme Court. Yeah. What about what about all those other judges? Like how how could that get so far? Probably the reason he lost in all those other um all those other cases. I I don't exactly know their decisions on how they they stated it. Mm. And I don't even know the dissenting opinions of the other three judges. Okay. But it it was I don't know. I don't know how they could decide one way. Yeah. Yeah. But something really encouraging in this case is that the court is now not ruling based on stare decisis. Oh and to, yeah, that old that to, old um, thing. Yeah, <laughs> to to just uh, let you know what stare decisis is if you haven't been listening to our show. Um, stare decisis is Latin for let the ruling stand. Mm. And uh, another term I use for it is precedent. A court will use a decision from before to state how this decision will go. Yes, yes. If they've already uh, ruled on a case, right, and then this case is basically the same as that other case, they'll rule exactly the same. Yep. Yeah, it's funny that this, like, now they're not using stare decisis. They're not using... Uh, uh, how do you how do you phrase that? They're not using the uh, precedent now. They're breaking mm-hmm. the precedent of using the precedent. For yeah, the precedent's sake. <laughs> right, like, right, funny. and and they're overturning the precedent. That's awesome. Just and multiple examples of this is first of all, Lemon v. Kurtzman. Lemon v. Kurtzman was talking about this issue of religion being in the school. Right, they've gone back to the Constitution and cut out Lemon v. Kurtzman and that that decision because it was unconstitutional based on what they've been finding in the First Amendment. Wow. And then second of all, the second example is probably what you're going to be talking about, Bruce, is the Roe v. Wade decision. Oh, yeah. Right? And how this is, they cut it out Yep. because they're noticing now that it was unconstitutional. Yep. And then, of course, I mean, we heard about you know, Clarence Thomas potentially looking into a Bergdefell and, and a lot of those sorts of mm-hmm. things. He's like, mm-hmm. he listed a whole bunch of others that are like, hey, <laughs> we should go back and look at these ones too, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, and, and this is something very surprising, right? Something out of the blue that we didn't think the court would do. Mm. And it's very odd, but only, only recently has this been the case. Yeah. But the left has taken no time now to say, to go all crazy because of these two decisions. <laughs> because of these couple decisions that the uh, Supreme Court has made recently. Yep, yep. First of all, the Roe v. Wade, and this one, they've gone completely crazy with. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's such a, a common misunderstanding of what um, the distinction between separation between church and state, right? Mm. So many mm-hmm. people misuse that all the time and they don't understand that what that meant is that the, the church cannot rule over the state 
and the state cannot rule over the church. It's like there's a separation. They are two different entities. Really, what that is acknowledging, what Jeff, I think that's Jefferson's letter. It wasn't even yes. written in yeah. official documents. What, what Jefferson's letter was acknowledging was sphere sovereignty right there. He's literally saying there are separate spheres of society, mm-hmm. and you cannot have the civil government controlling a church like that oppressively. Obviously, if they're breaking laws, uh, like actual biblical laws, like the church is going out and murdering people, then yeah, obviously the civil government has to be involved, but up until a crime has been committed, they shouldn't be ruling over the church, and vice versa. The church should not be doing what the Catholic Church did during I think the Middle Ages, right? Uh, And there's going to be history nerds who write in the comments, like, you got it wrong! Whatever. During the Crusades, that's what I'm referring to, when the, the church controlled the civil government, right? So, I can just imagine that the left does this all the time, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of conservatives now are starting to do it as well, because they don't understand that the church is supposed to be involved. The church is supposed to be equipping the saints so that the saints can then go and run for office. Like, this system of government doesn't work unless we have a moral people. How do you get a moral people? Through the working of the church, right? Through the working of the saints in society. So, it's all just... I think a very interesting thing in that quote is... Uh, that that quote is from Madison, and he says moral and religious mm. people. Yeah, yeah. So I find that very interesting. That, that was he Madison's not Adams. Says that. I think it was. Ooh, <laughs> you're right. I always get Madison and Adams. That's confused. funny. That's funny. I'll have to. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. So one of the two. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, that's that is fascinating. Anything else, Jake? That you'd uh, you'd like to add? No, uh, that is the end of what I was talking about. Yeah, that that is fascinating. Thank you for bringing that up and all the, mm-hmm. uh, not lawyer speak, but judicial, that whole judicial realm. Um, <laughs> you do a really good job of breaking that down, so I really appreciate it. And kind of giving us an update of what's actually happening on that Supreme Court level. A lot of times we look at the the effects, we look at, we look at what it actually did for us, but we don't look at the process and we don't actually understand, well, how do we get to that spot, right? Why did it take so mm-hmm. long for Roe v. Wade to be overturned? Well, it's right. because of things like this, story de- sorry, decisis, I think I said it right, sorry, decisis, there it is, <laughs> that people were just reliant on old cases to make their current case decisions. Um, which, you know, part of me, because I look to the Bible for true justice and because the Bible is full of old cases in a way, if you will, looking at the Bible and those old cases is actually different than looking at, uh, like, using stare decisis and looking at human cases, right? Because Mm -hmm. the Word of God is not a human invention. It came from God. It's God-breathed. So, that's a a different scenario than if you're saying, let's just look at our own human uh, inventions, our own human cases historically, and, and, you know, decide based on those. So, yeah. 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 Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Jake. Really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, so my, what I want to talk about is, is very, uh, post row themed. So a lot of post row excitement. This is, this is actually very, very exciting. I mean, there's one negative. I have four articles I want to go through. <laughs> one is negative. Um, but the other, the rest of them are, are very, very positive. So I'll get through some of these fairly quickly. Um, first one, uh, I'm a little biased because of, you know, where I currently reside in the great state of South Dakota. But uh, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem says that the state will abandon, I'm sorry, will ban, (laughs) two very different words, will ban abortion pills prescribed online. Now, 
I ask you, Jake, what, what do you first think of when you hear that a civil government is going to start banning things that take place online? Does that, any red flags? Does that like, because I know for me, the first thing I thought was like, oh my goodness, what are they, how are they going to implement this? Like, how are they going to start? Yeah. Like, we're going to watch all of everything I do on the internet and then like catch me in the, or like, you know, like how, how is this going to work? Um, and, you know, one of the first things like that I thought about was, oh, maybe this is just one of those laws. You know how we have laws where it's they're not being enforced unless someone else brings it up. Like it happens like you're in court right. or something and then it comes up that, oh, you bought this online. It's like, well, that was a law. You broke it. Um, yeah. So was that. That, seem, that seems more like what it could be. That yeah. seems very hard, very strange for yeah. it to work the way that. Like if they were tracking you online and stuff, but yeah. we do know that that's definitely possible for them to do. Right, and even even if it's for a good cause, it's I don't think it's a a a thing to do just for a righteous end. Yeah, you know? I do we continue really... in sin that grace may abound? Yeah, you know? I think that's a really good question because I do think from a biblical standpoint that uh, civil government should be banning pornography online i think it's totally that's that should be a criminal act to post that garbage online um and so i could see from that perspective that the civil government would need to be involved in what's being posted in order to stop people from doing that mm -hmm. but maybe this would be another set where it's reported and that's when the civil government gets involved like they're not preemptively right. searching online for it but when it does get reported to them then they get involved I could see something like that, but I think that's a bigger discussion to have. So I want to get kind of your perspective on it a bit. Um, but, you know, Noam says that she introduced a bill, and this is actually a direct quote from the article. Noam says she introduced a bill to ban telemedicine appointments in a bid from uh, barring women from obtaining prescription abortion pills through, through the mail and online, which... It's fascinating. Um, I had to look up telemedicine because I was like, does that mean what I think it means? And kind of does. Telemedicine apparently is a general term that covers all of the ways you and your doctor can use technology to communicate without being in the same room. It includes phone calls, video chats, emails, and text messages. So all of those things apparently could be brought up in court as like, hey, you tried to buy abortion pills. Um through phone call, video, chat, email, or text message, that's illegal. So that's quite fascinating. So I was like, all right, that's a good, you know, step in the right direction, I think. I'd like to see what the implementation method will mm -hmm. be, but um, in theory, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my next headline, you know, Texas-based insurance company Bucks Post Row Trend offers to pay for birth, adoption, uh, adoption and leave for new parents. This was like mind blowing, like shining light, ray of light from heaven. <laughs> you know, like, wow, this is incredible. An insurance company is literally offering to pay for people to adopt uh, children, to actually birth their children instead of murdering them, um, hmm. and pay for parents who need to leave because they just had a child. Which I'm like, that's, that is phenomenal. That's amazing. Um, Buffer Insurance is the name. They said on their Facebook page that they promised to, and this is from their page, pay the medical costs for their, for our employees who birth babies, provide paid time off for employees to have maternity and paternity leave, which hopefully not a ton of maternity leave, um, because 
you know, I don't think if women have a child, why are they not home with their child? It's a question for another time. And pay for the medical costs associated with adopting a baby. That was just amazing. Um, they also said they're setting it up so that anyone who uses them as an insurance provider can offer these same benefits to their employees, which is like, that is so, so cool. So, nice. you know, if you are a Christian company, look into this buffer insurance. Um, maybe you want to have this for your company so that your um, employees don't murder their children or, and are incentivized for actually not murdering their child, which... I cannot believe I just had to utter that sentence. Uh, <laughs> but, but here we are in a nation under judgment where murdering your child is, is commonplace. Just offering them that, up to idols. We've gone full circle here. That was something just recently that I've been seeing. And it, it really makes you think, right? When, uh, what was it? I think on Steve Dace's show, he was showing a bunch of... Um, a bunch of TikToks or whatever, just these short clip videos mm. of these people going insane after the uh, after the Roe v. Wade was overturned. Wow! And yep, and it's like, why are these people so addicted to killing their children? Yes, yes. That yeah. they have to scream demonically. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't even that they were screaming regularly. Yeah. yeah. They were going insane screaming. Yeah, this is one of their sacraments. I mean, it would be like if today the civil government said, you are not allowed to partake of the bread and the wine of communion in the church. This is their equivalent to mm -hmm. uh, our holy sacraments of bread and wine, right? They yeah. ha get to murder their babies and they have to murder their babies. That's their sacrament. It's, it's, it's disgusting and despicable, but... Read through Romans 1, and it's no different. We've seen this before. We know where this goes. Yeah. Ultimately, it ends in their destruction as a people. Um, but we just hope that we're part of the remnant that's saved out of that. <laughs> yeah. Whether this nation or the one that rises up in its ashes. So, yeah. Good point, Jake. Really good point. Yeah, about the, the real nature of the people that oppose uh, and, and advocate for baby murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I got about four minutes left, so I'll try and make it quick, wrap it up. But um, one thing that's not so positive is that leftist prosecutors refuse to enforce abortion bans, uh, and they're setting up conflict with pro-life states. So uh, apparently 90 elected prosecutors collectively representing more than 91.5 million people from 31 states and territories and the District of Columbia declared their intention to ignore pro-life laws restricting abortion, calling them a mockery of justice. And that's from the article you can read in the description. Um, this is a perfect example of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. I mean, we, we spent the whole month last month, the month of June, talking about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, where uh, when you get down, we're, we're talking about level of authority and, and, and breadth of authority. How far does their authority reach? And so a governor has less authority, for example, than the president of the United States, fake or real. Um, and a, uh, you know, mayor has less authority over, over a less amount of people than a governor of a state would, for instance. So here, these are prosecutors of lower levels who are standing on behalf of apparently some of the people they represent. I'd look, like to look into those numbers, but uh, they, they are kind of interposing in a way 
But it's just that the lesser magistrates, these lesser magistrates in question, are unrighteous and evil. They're interposing for on the sake of murderers. They're interposing for murderers. They're advocating for murder. That's what these people are doing, which is despicable. It's pure evil. Um, and I, I think this really shows us that we can apply the doctrine of the lesser magistrate both ways, right? That that methodology is not what will save us. The Constitution is not what will save us. Guns <laughs> will not save us. Unless the hearts and souls of people are changed, no amount of political activism will fix the rot taking hold of the American culture. It's a problem of the heart. It's not a problem of politics. We can fix politics all day long, but ultimately it's a symptom downstream of the real problem. And I'm going to leave it there. I have another article, but it's fine. Um, it's not super duper important. It's actually, I'll put it in the description, but liberal actor uh, Ken Allen actually tweeted and said, in states where abortion is illegal, the father should be financially on the hook at the moment of conception. I'm like, dude, you got it. Nailed it. That's what a family means. <laughs> like, that is what we call a family. The father provides and supports the uh, mother trains the children and nurtures the home and takes care of that element so that the father can go out and support the family financially. Like, what you're describing here is the nuclear family. Bravo. Brilliant. You got it, buddy. Yay. <laughs> so, I'll put What that was it? There. there were a bunch of liberals who were saying, it was like, if you, if you, uh, if you get rid of Roe v. Wade, uh, we'll become less provocative. It's like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what we thank want you. thank yes. you cool. <laughs> yep absolutely absolutely all right well i think that wraps it up man that was a fast episode that just went went by like that <laughs> it's crazy well jake anything you'd like to add before i wrap up we do uh we we go quicker on uh more uh fortunate news than, yeah we do, uh, we do and it's positive it's not like dragging us down it's just like woo it's exciting yeah. Awesome. Well, go to our website, which is uh, trdshow.net. That's the show website. Check us out there. Also, follow our newsletter. If you want to get notifications about the show, we put a lot of work into that newsletter. So check it out. And it's not hard. It's super easy. It's so easy. Just go to trdshow.net slash newsletter and put your email in the spot and hit submit. It's really, really easy. Just do it today. trdshow.net slash newsletter. Take 30 seconds. You don't have 30 seconds. You're, you're booking yourself too tight. Um, send us an email at trdshow at protopmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts about, you know, some of the things we were saying. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.